another episode of Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. I hope everyone across the country stayed warm last week, especially with those in the Midwest. I'm a little spoiled down here in Florida, but hey, I've got plenty of warmth to share in the form of tunes. (laughs) Uh, This week I'm joined by Bree Snyder, also known as Salt Lick. Bree has been writing and playing solo indie punk over the last year and has released a ton of music in that time. Her universal songwriting is as appealing as it is charming, and she's put a tremendous effort into placing herself not only in her local scene, but all while studying to become an audio engineer. In this episode, we talk about Bree's experiences getting involved in DIY, her goals as not only a songwriter, but an engineer, and what's ahead for Salt Lick. So let's listen to some more of Salt Lick's music off of their record until next time, and then dig into the interview.
right. Well, welcome, Brie, to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How's your Tuesday going? Uh, it's, it's been a long day. I uh, had a lot of classes for school, and it's really cold, so I'm just hunkering down tonight in my dorm. Oh, I don't blame you. The Midwest is getting slammed right now. Ridiculous. I, I hope my school cancels class tomorrow. <laughs> Man, I hope so, too, because, like, I mean, I know that schools in, like, Chicago and stuff apparently are getting shut down and stuff for, like, a couple of days. Yeah, it's been happening, like, all around me, but my school hasn't sent an email yet, so I'm just kind of like, please. <laughs> just spare you of that cold. It's, like, life-threatening from what I hear. That's the exact reason. Like, if it were just a little cold, I would have been fine, but it's, like, life-threatening. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Dang. Well, I hope you stay warm up there. Uh, I'm a little spoiled. I cannot complain whatsoever because I'm in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah, well, you'll have to tour down here at some point so you can enjoy some of the heat. <laughs> oh, I hope so. That would be beautiful. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you about all your music that you've wrote over the last year and all the things you've accomplished and what's ahead. But uh, before we get started on that stuff, I kind of want to find out how you first became involved in music. Um, I was always kind of a musical kid. Um, I would drum on the desk when I was a kid and I would, uh, my parents got me my first drum kit when I was like 10 years old. Um, but I didn't really stay with drums long. I just knew that music was something I wanted to pursue. Um, and so around my eighth grade year of middle school I was able to get my first guitar and from there I started recording my own music and here we are. That's so awesome that you were able to kind of progress that quickly through middle school all the way up to now. Um, were there any artists that you were listening to that kind of kept you motivated or made you maybe fall in love with playing with the kind of like Indian emo kind of style music? Uh, when I first started playing guitar, I was, like, really into Foster the People and the Killers and that kind of, like, indie rock yeah. alternative type thing. But then uh, as I progressed, I got into pop punk, which is, like, a whole different story. Uh, and then I said uh, only, like, maybe, like, one or two years ago is when I really started listening and writing emo music because that's kind of where I drifted towards anyways mm -hmm. and it took me a while to admit that that's where I wanted to stay and like where I wanted to create my own music that's really neat so do you feel like that kind of helped you kind of shape your sound like what exactly inspired you to go that direction um so it's funny because I used to write music under my own name Mm -hmm. uh, Brianna Snyder and it was uh, lots of kind of like surfier vibes and kind of just like guitar music and when I first created Salt Lick I was like I want to completely get away from that and so my first EP for Salt Lake which I released January of last year was like pretty much entirely electronic and I was like well that doesn't feel right and so by my second uh, EP, I kind of grasped where I was going. So it took a real long time, but here I am. <laughs> what motivated you to start recording your music, um, even just as the solo project? Um, so my sophomore year of high school, I took a, an online class because we had an option to do an online class um, 
and like do half the year that and half the year study hall. So one of the classes I took was an audio engineering course. Oh, wow. And I was like, at first I was like, what the heck is this? But then as I went, went into it, I loved it. And I was like, heck, I can do this myself. And so I bought some gear and then it was just me and my laptop and my one microphone in the basement. And I was like, I can just do this myself. That's incredible that you just kind of found the motivation. You tried it out for a class and then bam, let's do this. Exactly. That's so cool. That's really neat. I see you've got your own gear set up and stuff. Um, Are you studying that in school right now or do you just have your gear for your personal stuff? Yeah, um, I study uh, music technology here at Castle University in Columbus. So I do the audio stuff pretty much every day. That's amazing. How do you, how are you enjoying it so far? I love it. Um, we have some like really high tech state of the art stuff in our studios. So it's really cool to play around with that stuff and then jump back to my home recording stuff and be like, well, what can I do with like one microphone as opposed to having like the 20 different microphones at school? So it kind of, it's different, but it's cool. I enjoy it. That's amazing, because then it's like you see what, you know, the high-end gear looks like, and then you get creative, I'm sure, with your own to see oh, what you can emulate. For sure. That's so cool. I love that. I love talking about that kind of stuff. I've had the pleasure of talking to another audio engineer um, who was on the podcast who just is amazing, and I'm always marveling the people who just have that knowledge or the people that want to pursue that. It's it's a ton of fun. Like once you get me started on mixing a project, I'll stay up for hours just working on it because I want everything to sound as good as possible. So like it's just something that I find fun, you know. Yeah, definitely because it's just once you find your passion, you just freaking go for it, honestly. Exactly. I love that. Well, what has it been like for you? Have you recorded all your projects by yourself then? Yeah, uh just me. I've done everything. Uh I've recorded the guitars and the bass. I use a uh, MIDI program drums for my drums and I obviously record my vocals by myself. Um, I'm never, I never have any other artist or any other musician on my uh, projects. Wow. That's incredible that it's completely from start to finish you. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. Um, so at what point did you decide that you wanted to kind of start performing as Salt Lake? Um, well, um, it was the night I saw Julian Baker, Halfwave, and Pedal perform, um, in, like, October of 2017, um, because I had been very hesitant about releasing music, um, on my own, and after seeing those wonderful ladies perform, I was like, maybe I can do this. So I uh, geared up and in December I started writing my first EP and by January we were all rocking and ready to go. That's amazing. Yeah, it took a little bit. It was was a long time in the making, but I'm glad that it happened. Oh, I'm sure because it's like there's something powerful about seeing people that look like you on stage performing and doing exactly what you never thought you could because of just the way that like, you know, social structure and whatnot. But that's so awesome that you just immediately went for it from there. Mm -hmm. It was great. I'm really inspired by those uh, people even today. 
um i like seeing uh other musicians just go for it like that mm-hmm. it's just forever inspiring to me and it kind of helped me get over my fear of being up there alone or like doing things myself oh yeah because i think about pedal who tours alone a lot and just it's very raw and special that we're able to just experience um experience her in that way oh absolutely i got a chance to uh open for pedal last week actually um that was the best show i've ever played and kylie was just so supportive of me uh from the beginning so i'm really thankful for her talk about coming full circle you see pedal and then you get to open for pedal in that sense within like a year yeah it was wild but i wouldn't trade it for the world i love that and that's such a cool just story of you just being able to just see Kylie perform and then, all right, I'm going to do this. And then there it is not much longer. You're able to actually reach that point. Um, I'm wondering what was your first show like and how do you feel maybe you've developed since then? That's a very good question. Actually. I've never really thought about this. So um, I started performing in March of 2018. Mm -hmm. So it hasn't even been a year yet. And it was in this sweaty basement in Pittsburgh a six band bill um i was on fourth after um i was opening up for mover shaker and greet death on the way down the south um so we uh it was like 11 45 midnight by the time i got on and i was just nervous to all hell it was me and my laptop and my guitar, and I just sang my heart out for those five songs. And um, obviously now I have like a full band behind me, um, so that's changed a lot going from using just my laptop to actually having real musicians. Mm-hmm. But um, there got a certain point where um, I lost that nervousness on stage. So I think the defining point for that was whenever I played a gig with Old Soul um, and Jess Hall from that band was like, bro, you gotta, you gotta loosen up on stage. And so from that on, uh, that point on, I kind of decided I wanted to make it my own and just kind of got more stage presence. Um, So it's, it was I look back at that first gig now and I kind of laugh because I was so nervous and now I'm just like completely comfortable on stage. It's, it's a wild transformation to think about. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with being in that space. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it's definitely harder. I found being up there alone. Mm -hmm. Um, just me people like to talk over quiet solo acts which was never good to the ego but um i think definitely having other people up there has helped me a bit but i definitely think doing it more often and playing shows a couple times a month has definitely helped me out oh i'm sure um so you mentioned that you play with a full band now um how did you find the folks that you play with um so uh i've never actually had the same lineup ever um i constantly keep the uh 
spots open and rotating behind me. Oh, cool. So that, um, I can, like, get all my friends in to play because I have a lot of very talented friends who want to play uh, music, and I always have them. So um, I, it's uh, usually, like, if it's last minute, it's whoever I can find that can play the dang instrument. <laughs> if, I, if I have more thought and it's like, okay, we're two months out, I want people that I know can play the songs and give them their own little flair um, because the best thing is seeing how the musicians take my kind of bare bones parts that I have in the recorded songs and kind of making them their own um, and kind of like, especially in like the lead guitar parts and stuff, giving them little flares and little accents it's real cool that's awesome it sounds like you almost intend for it to be like a different experience every time that somebody listens to your music for sure that's kind of what i've adapted uh at first it was kind of like i want a core group of members but then as i realized i wasn't going to get that i was like we might as well embrace it and just make everything a different show each time I like that. That's really special. I think it'd be fun to experience your band over like just different lineups and that. That's really neat. So last year you put out your first full length record until next time, which I really love. It's a beautiful record and I feel like you explore so much range there. Thank you. Absolutely. What was it like for you to record this full length? Uh, well, I missed a lot of meals. I lost a lot of sleep. Um, I, uh, wrote the entire time I was in my hometown in Pittsburgh over the summer because I go home for school, from school, and I finally had my own, uh, basement back because recording in a dorm is a lot harder than recording in, like, my full-fledged basement. Yeah. So, um down and I decided I am going to write an album. I don't care how long it takes, I'm going to write it. And um, I had points in time where I would go maybe like two, three weeks without writing anything. And then I would just write like three songs in two days. And um, that's kind of the process of how the album went. Um, so by, even though I released it in November, I was done with it by the first week of August mm -hmm. um, and it was just all about pushing myself kind of as an artist seeing what I could create uh, exploring different ways I could use the instruments I had at my disposal to kind of make the sounds I wanted to and also being unafraid of putting what I really wanted to say in the lyrics and even though I feel like I'm quite not quite there yet in terms of like trying to get out what I want to say. It's kind of the most honest I've ever been in writing music. That's awesome. I feel like it's like a gift to feel like you can expose everything mm -hmm. as far as like, you know, your experiences because music is extremely personal as an art form and stuff. So like for you to start to feel yourself opening up in your music is really cool. Yeah, it's definitely it definitely took a bit of soul searching to figure it out. Um, Cause like I cover a range of different experiences and kind of snapshots of my life um, yeah. in that album. 
Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, you explore a lot of relationships and seemingly like the ways that you process the way that maybe others view you. Is that something that you kind of intended as a theme for the writing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> a lot of my writing in general is just based on experiences I have with people mm-hmm. and how they affect me as a person because I believe that every person you meet kind of leaves a mark on you. Yeah. Uh, no matter how prominent of a role they've had in your life or not um so i just wanted to convey that as much as possible and uh usually the the songs on that album were written in like a moment of intense like passion about that person or that instance whatever um so it was all very like raw i guess is what you could describe it as no that's really cool I really like that you kind of just opened up that series of emotions and just kind of went for it thank you I I really it was really like a cathartic experience for me and I can't wait to do it again soon (laughs) that's awesome that kind of attitude toward like just exploring yourself is just really awesome and admirable thanks Uh, yeah Do do you have a favorite song that you wrote on the record yeah um well i have two is that all right absolutely (laughs) um so blue jeans Mm -hmm. um, is one of my favorites if not my favorite because that was about um it was a really hard one to write because it was about the uh bullying and kind of trauma i faced in middle school yeah Um, and so I realized I wanted to write a song where the bass is kind of at the forefront and it kind of builds and builds until there's like a moment um, where everything kind of just comes to a head. Um, and that was probably the uh, most honest I've ever been in a song just about how I felt because in that time period, I felt so alone and I felt like I had to conform to everybody um and so I kind of write about that in the song and as soon as I started recording and I hit play on the vocal track it all came out and I did a lot of crying but it's necessary and um the other song I think from a musical standpoint is probably uh the closer on that album designated smoking area loved that song that was a really awesome song I um I it's definitely like one of my favorites um because it it kind of pushed me um pushed me forward musically in a sense that I'm so used to doing the same formula um and when I added that B section at the end of it I it was kind of like well I can do this now um and the lyrics are staunchly different than pretty much everything else on the album because it's actually about a happy night I had in my life and how thankful I am to have uh, the people I have in my life and how I don't want anyone to ever leave me if they've, you know, made me happy. No, I, I, I totally sense that. And it's kind of special because you can almost feel how attached you are to that moment and the person that you're writing about. Oh yeah, it was it was a great night because um, I wrote it the day afterwards, and it was like 
it was a very fun song to write. I think it took me the longest out of any of the songs to write, but I was very happy with how it turned out. Oh, sure. That one's so good. I'll have to make sure I include that on the episode so everybody can listen to it just because it's, it's just, it's catchy and it's like just really, it feels like you're in the moment. Yeah. Thank you. That's what, that's what, that's the goal to try to make everyone kind of feel as if they're in the moment. Um, regardless of uh, just as long as you feel something I'm totally good with that definitely well I definitely felt a lot listening to this record because I fell in love with so many great songs on here like I really like Circles and Mint Green um is Zeus and Murphy about dogs it's about the dogs on the cover yay I was hoping so because I'm just like I feel like such a nerd asking that but I'm just like this about the dogs yeah um (laughs) So, uh, Zeus is the white dog on the cover. Yeah. Was my, uh, my dog when I was younger, uh, mm-hmm. he sadly passed away in like 2011 mm-hmm. and Murphy is the other dog. Uh, he was my cousin's dog. Um, and when they always came over, they like were constantly so excited to see each other and they would always play around and stuff. So I wanted to capture that, um, that type of relationship in that song and um yeah it's I I just love my dogs (laughs) that's beautiful and I really like how you made their relationship feel so human Uh, that was the goal and I'm really glad it came through um and I kind of purposely left the lyrics a bit vague so mm-hmm. that people can make their own interpretations about it, where like someone might feel as if it's about a person who they really enjoy, um, when in reality I wrote it to just be about these dogs playing in the yard. That's so special. I love it because it's like I don't I don't think people take enough time to like pause and think about the like simple beauty of like friendship and like just connecting at like the most basic level and stuff and that's like something that animals are like really great at doing and we do it but we don't we we think about it way too hard sometimes I just like how you're able to take just a very universal experience that we could have between like humans between humans and animals and animals have between each other in that sense and just like make it universal it's so cool yeah it was it was definitely a fun one for me to write I love that. Well, so much of your record is just fun in general for that reason, just because you do an amazing job just transforming those experiences. Thank you. What's something that you want your listeners to kind of get out of listening to until next time and maybe even your other releases? Um, probably just that um, your experiences are valid and the way you feel about those experiences are valid. Um, I do a lot of personal soul searching, like I said, in these songs and stuff, and it's kind of an encouragement for the listener to do the same and not be afraid to talk about how certain things in their life make you feel, because I know the toughest thing I have is sitting down and figuring out what a certain experience that's on my mind made me feel and like saying it out loud and admitting it. So, like, if someone hurt me in some way or something, I have a really tough time stepping out and saying, well, that hurt me, and I'm upset at that person. Mm -hmm. Um, So what the record is about really is just validating that it's okay to say what you have to say and find meaning in these experiences. That's so awesome, because at that point, you're really encouraging other people to kind of 
explore themselves in that way that you did. And who knows, maybe you'll encourage them to pick up music too. Oh, I hope so. Everyone can play music. Like, I'm like a nobody, but here I am playing music. Anyone can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're extremely talented and I aspire to try to play music myself at some point and people like you just going for it and just taking control of your music in the way that you have is just like really inspiring. Thank you. You should definitely go for it. It's, it's fun. And like people, you can write music and just keep it yourself or put it out to the masses. But like music, I feel is very therapeutic, no matter your level of skill. Mm-hmm. So I feel like everybody should take advantage of it. That's so awesome. What advice would you give somebody who's first starting out playing music? Um, don't be afraid to write bad songs and mess up and uh, get up and maybe play a cover for someone if you're just starting out because um, you may feel embarrassed to put your feelings out and you may feel embarrassed to get up and perform for someone because it's kind of like your art and your personal thing. And you kind of feel scared putting that out there to the world. But, um, chances are you have a really good support system behind you that, or people that care about what you're doing and trying to pursue that'll want to listen to your music and not make fun of you, not, you know, be rude. And if anything, uh, there's a whole community of musicians that will also help you out. So just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. That's so awesome. And well said, cause I think, uh, it sounds like there's a really great community in Columbus too. Oh yeah. Um, I love Columbus in Pittsburgh. Uh, what do you love about that scene? Um, I, I just like the fact that, um, we can communicate pretty well and everyone puts on good shows and, they're all real supportive of the local bands around here and um, a lot of the like promoters are also real cool and give us good opportunities and it's just overall just like a very looking out for each other scene and I really dig that. That's special especially whenever you have like it seems like all areas of the scene kind of looking out for each other whether it's performers or um promoters and talent buyers and stuff that's just like really important for a sustainable scene. Absolutely. I love it. That's so cool. And like, um, it's really cool that you're using your platform too, when you're playing music and talking about music and stuff. One of the things that I happened upon uh, actually came out today was the interview that you did with Cassie over at Half Access, um, where you kind of talked about not just your music, but your experiences as a musician and as um, a you describe yourself as a disabled musician. Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe why you chose to talk about um, this on that platform? Yeah. Um, So I have a mild form of cerebral palsy and also scoliosis. Um, So when you look at me initially, you don't, you wouldn't be able to tell that there's anything wrong with me. I look like any normal person. Um, But I also um, have trouble walking up hills. I have trouble standing for long periods of time and all that kind of stuff um but uh when it comes to performing and particularly attending concerts more so uh that stuff can kind of be put on the back burner especially if your uh, disability isn't 
apparent like mine is. Mm -hmm. So if I'm struggling at a concert and my feet are hurting after standing in a pit for two, three hours, um, I don't want to be seen as kind of like a wuss or somebody that can't hang at shows and, you know, it's my disability. And I think people who attend concerts uh, shouldn't be afraid of letting their disabilities um, kind of take over them. Um, And so that's kind of what I want to put out that like, even if you have a disability, you're still able to have fun at a show. You're still able to perform because that's something I see lacking. Not a lot of uh, disabled performers. Um, So it's just overall just like, I want people to know that you can still go and have fun at these things regardless. Yeah. I think that there's this perception and music, especially in DIY that, you know, it's assumed that everybody is able to um, access, whether it's the stages or, you know, just stand for hours at a time. And that's absolutely, um, it's, it's rough because it doesn't, it, it, for one, it doesn't make sense because there are people within many scenes that have different needs and abilities that should be respected. Um, the, like the amount of times that like I've struggled carrying my gear in and the amount of times where like my feet were hurting and I need a seat and there was no seat or like, just like the fact that most of the shows I play are in basements where the only access is a stair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not as accessible as I really wish it could be because I never want to turn away someone because of a disability they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of hard when you're putting on these DIY shows to kind of make that happen. So we're working hard trying to make it work. Well, you know, I appreciate and respect the efforts that you and so many others put in to making sure that shows are not only accessible for yourselves, but for others. Um, you know, I know that's a big question to ask, but um, what advice or what would you say to um, people who are hosting shows, what they can do to improve the experience for some folks? Um, give help when needed. Um, if someone's struggling with carrying their gear or someone's struggling with getting down to the venue or something, don't be afraid to go and help them make sure there's a seat available, multiple seats perhaps. Um, and, uh, probably the most important thing to me is that don't treat them as anything other than a person, a concert goer or a musician, because even though they have that disability, they're still there to have fun like everyone else. Absolutely. I think if anything, it's just important to remember that like, human decency, take care of people around you. If you see that they need help, help them. But also don't assume, just be polite, be respectful. Right. That's, that's the core of anything, but especially when it comes to helping people out at like shows and stuff, because you never really know what a person's going through. Like I may be having trouble carrying my gear and you'd be like, ah, she's just struggling when in reality I have a disability. You just can't see it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's well said. I think people can afford to step up and be aware of their surroundings and the people who are in it. Oh, for sure. But we've, we've definitely made some headway. Like yeah. I've definitely seen some people 
uh, be more considerate of those with disabilities and stuff. And I, I think we're definitely, as a scene, heading in the right direction. That's really special that you have that kind of encouragement going for folks. And I am excited to continue to follow that. I feel like there's a lot of traction growing when it comes to just supporting diverse musicians and people of all backgrounds. For sure. That's awesome. Well, 2019 seems to already be such a big year for folks with so much music coming out and all kinds of just news. I feel like it, ever since the year started, it's been a whirlwind already. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that you'd like to be able to accomplish this year? Um, I'm hoping the tour at some point, um, probably in the summer. You'll have to stay tuned for that. Ooh. But... Um, yeah, get out to more cities because I've mm-hmm. only ever played Columbus and Pittsburgh. Okay. So go out and meet some new people, play my music for more people, um, hopefully have a, another record out eventually. I've kind of taken a hiatus from writing because the last writing process was just so intense that I just kind of gave myself permission to take a break. Yeah. So I'm still playing shows just not writing at the moment, but definitely by the end of the year, I should have another record out. Ooh, that's exciting. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year. Um, now that I kind of gained my bearings and know what I'm doing and what I want to accomplish, it's just kind of now you got to do it. I love that. I love the motivation. And I just, I really like that you just push yourself. That's so cool. I try. I mean, it's, I want my music to be as good as it can be and also as you know impactful as possible so if that takes a little bit of time I'm fine with it I like that that's perfect um I'm wondering if you could play with any three artists or bands they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead who would it be that's really tough um you know I'm music director at my uh radio station here and i ask this question in interviews all all the time but i (laughs) thought of it myself um julian baker or like the entirety of boy genius would be one um always uh on polyvinyl they're amazing yeah and uh snail mail wow i love that lineup that's perfect that would be that would be it. Um, I, w- I would have said pedal, but that already happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> you checked that one off your list. Yeah. Huh? Well, damn, that's so awesome. The thing is, is your sound blends in with so many of those artists just beautifully. I feel like you could be on any one of those lineups. Thank you. I really appreciate it because I, um, I was having trouble finding my own sound at first. So the fact that I've kind of found my own niche is kind of good and the fact that people are telling me that I've found my own little pocket of sound is just very um exciting to me and I'm very glad that it's happened I love that well congrats on that and I've got my fingers crossed you end up on lineups whether it's boy genius snail mail what have you that would be really cool and the fact that you've already done pedal is a huge step in that direction so I hope that the local talent buyers are listening and they book you on some of those gigs when they come through. Thank you. Of course. Well, um, that wraps up my questions for the moment, but uh, where can everybody keep up with you online? So um, you can find my band camp and my music at saltlickoh.com. 
and I am on pretty much every social media at saltlickoh um, on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash saltlickoh. I'm always posting stuff, keeping everyone up to date with what's going on in my life. I sometimes do the occasional shit post, um, you know. <laughs> So that's pretty much, you can most likely find me lurking on Twitter at any given point in the day. (laughs) That's fun. I love it. I do the same thing, honestly. (laughs) Great. Well, everybody, make sure you send some tweets to Brie and make sure you listen to all of the music. It is amazing. Thank you. Salt Lake. Thank you so much to Brie for sharing her experiences in performing and participating in DIY, along with her journey in recording her own album releases. So be sure to follow Brie on social media to keep up with all of her upcoming projects. 
and send her some warm vibes too. <laughs> uh, that's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. And maybe some stars, too? Pretty please? Um, I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. Till next time, stay angry. And warm up to some sweet tunes. <laughs>